The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, and the Exxon is heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free worldwide toll-free number is 1-800-610-7035. My email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, our porthole to our many websites, www.xzoneradiotv.com. My first guest this hour is David J. Pitkin, and uh, he's a retwi- reco- retired. There, I finally said it. Retired teacher. That word "retired" doesn't like to, doesn't like me very much. David, retired teacher and author David J. Pitkin has sought understanding of mysteries uh, throughout his life. In the 1960s, he became fascinated with the workings of the unconscious mind, and on the growing amount of evidence for consciousness surviving body death. Now, since visiting a haunted barn in 1968 and the Riley House in Saratoga Springs, New York in 1978, he has experienced a number of paranormal phenomena, collecting over 900 folktales of hauntings in Canada, the U.S., and around the world. Many of these are detailed in his book, Ghosts of the Northeast, and his recent works, Haunted Saratoga County, New York State's Ghost, Volume 1, and the upcoming New York State Ghost, Volume 2. Joining me now from the state of New York is our good friend, David J. Pitkin. And David, welcome back to the X-Zone. It seems that you are always busy, even though that you're that, that R-word, retired? Well, I I don't really know what in retirement is, Rob, but uh, I, I just switched gears from one mm-hmm. kind of teaching to another, I guess. It's, uh, I find a lot of people are interested in ghosts as a phenomenon, but uh, also for the implications of ghosts. It's not enough for many people to know just that uh, there's a cold spot on the stairs or there's footsteps on the attic floor when there's no one there, but they're looking for what does it mean? You know, what, what, uh, so what? If, if there's mm-hmm. the energy of grandma or grandpa, uh, slamming doors or turning the lights off and on what what does it mean what's the bigger picture of it well you and i will be discussing this question and many more when we come back from this two-minute commercial break because david j pitkin is our very special guest this hour here on the x-zone for monday december the 7th in the year 2009 
18 more days until Christmas, XO Nation, and that means for the rest of you dads out there, we have 17 more days in order to get our Christmas shopping done. My name is Rob McConnell, and David J. Pitkin, and I will return on the other side of this two-minute commercial break here in the XO. Once again, our new contact information, worldwide, toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. I'll be back in two minutes with David J. Pitkin as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. We all desire health, happiness, and fulfillment, but often get in our own way. Repeated patterns that leave us out of control can keep us feeling powerless, frustrated, and unable to move forward in spite of our best efforts. Unconscious patterning disconnects us from our gifts, often destroying the very thing we seek. But there is an answer. We can take charge of our destiny and heal the trauma of our history. Shamanism is an effective ancient modality that can reconnect us with our true selves, empower the creation of our dreams, and return us to health and balance. Cody Alexander is a certified shamanic practitioner and teacher with 11 years experience. Email healingpathways33 at gmail.com or visit codyalexander.net to schedule a long-distance shamanic session today.
And welcome back, everyone. David J. Pitkin is my very, very special guest of this hour. We're going to be talking about ghosts. And, and David, where did your very first paranormal experience take place that that was the catalyst, that that was the beginning of your your quest, your 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 investigation what into the paranormal? What pushed you over the edge? Yeah, what pushed you answer. over the edge? Yeah, I was trying to be very delicate well, there. You know, I was a, uh, a young teacher, mm-hmm. a junior high school teacher, and uh, pretty sure that I knew everything. And one day I overheard my best student talking about uh, a ghost in her barn. And I, I went over to her and I just whispered that she shouldn't talk like that because people were going to think she was nuts. <laughs> and uh, she very uh, just just out loud yelled, well, Mr. Pitkin, you should come out to my barn sometime because ghosts are real and I've got one there. And so I, I, I kind of had to defend my honor by yes. going to visit this barn. And it's, it's a long story, but mm-hmm. uh, essentially we heard what sure enough sounded like footsteps, heavy footsteps walking on the hayloft floor. And the problem was that there was no hayloft there. So Mm. we're essentially hearing footsteps on a wooden floor that walked in the middle of the air. And how something that wasn't there could uh, walk on something else that wasn't there and make a sound that we both could hear. I I really didn't know. And I was at a loss for an explanation. And uh, so I said to her, well, I've heard that... uh, where these things occur, someone was murdered. I mean, that was about as much as I mm-hmm. knew. And I said, who was killed here? And she didn't know because uh, this was not a working farm. And uh, her family had only lived there a few years. So I urged her to talk with the neighbors. And uh, two days later, she came to school and said that uh, an old neighbor lady told her that in 1940, a uh, young man with a lot of emotional troubles had gone into the barn up into the hayloft, walked over to the edge, and put a rope around his neck and jumped. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh, I had never thought deeply into the matter of death or suicide or anything like that, but intuitively I knew that this is what we were hearing. I just didn't know how it all worked. Uh, I'd had pretty good religious upbringing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a master's degree in history. And nowhere in either of those institutions had anybody ever explained to me that not only could this happen, but it was a very, very frequent occurrence. So that's what started me. Um, And like many of your listeners, I'm sure, that have had ghost experiences, uh, I went to what I consider authority people and asked them to explain it to me. And, of course, they laughed at me. And, uh, And I learned very quickly why people don't talk about such experiences because no one likes to be ridiculed. So I did, uh, in uh, a couple years later, I moved uh, to the city of Saratoga Springs, New York, where I finished up my teaching career. I did 25 years Mm -hmm. there. But that's an old city. It's full of uh, horse racing and organized crime and illegal liquor sales and people trying to stay alive by drinking the mineral springs water and there's just so many uh, strong energy still there plus it's on a uh, an earthquake fault which also uh, could play some role so there was just oodles of stories there and i became involved with some others that uh, began to uh, study these events and see if we could prove 
that it was not a ghost. And a lot of times we came away with experiences that I just couldn't have imagined. So when I retired uh, from teaching in 1996, uh, I realized that I had quite a number of stories from the Saratoga Springs area and uh, put them down as I went around interviewing. Uh, just to be sure of my facts, <clears throat> people would give me new stories. They'll mm-hmm. say, well, did you know about this store or that church or do you know about this place? Uh, and I ended up with 102 stories in just that county. And uh, I wrote a book where everyone had written up all the, the famous racehorses and the famous mineral springs and the hotels and the architecture, but no one had ever written about the ghosts of Saratoga. And uh, I couldn't find anyone to publish my book either. I, I didn't even get rejection letters. Uh, so I published it myself, and everyone was surprised. I sold 5,000 books in two months and went on and did another uh, two printings of 5,000, uh, which encouraged me to uh, print the book that you mentioned, uh, Ghosts of the Northeast, which has uh, a lot of New York State, uh, quite a number of New England stories, and about a dozen real good ones from southern Canada. And half the fun I discovered was just traveling, just seeing little towns and buildings mm-hmm. that I'd uh, just never heard of or seen before. And so this is... Uh, uh, really been an adventure for the last uh, 11, 12 years. So, David, after after investigating 11, 12 years, the, the phenomenon of the ghost, have you come up with a hypothesis on what a ghost actually is and how can something that is not seen, that apparently has no mass, no weight, can make a noise like walking on a hayloft? That's not there. Yeah. Well, you know, when I started, Rob, I just wanted to relate some stories to people. But mm-hmm. very quickly, I got hired as a storyteller. People, especially around Halloween time, wanted someone to come uh, tell them some shivery story. Uh, but real quickly, when we got into the questions and answers afterward, people would say, well, how do they do this? Or why do they do it? Mm-hmm. And so that very quickly got me into trying to philosophize the whole thing. How, how do ghosts square with formal religion? How do they square with history? And uh, so after many, many years, I've come to the conclusion that essentially ghosts are history that really isn't concluded. Um, I believe that uh, a ghost is the conscious energy of someone who used to have that energy in a physical body. Now death has occurred, the physical body has died and been uh, cremated or buried, but the energy that was in the body, uh, remember in, in science class they taught us that energy is a form of matter, and matter cannot be destroyed or created. That's right. So therefore the life energy has to go somewhere. And the only disputable thing for me is, does the personality or the memories of the person who died go with that energy? And I'm 99.9% certain that it does. So you have a kind of a free-ranging spirit or personality, and that's why ghosts 
behave differently uh, because essentially they're the, the leftovers of someone who was once alive, just like you and me. And for some reason, they just cannot let go of this dimension that we call the earth or the earth plane. Uh, but you see, life goes on. Life is, I think, uh, our mind and feelings and those things just don't vanish. I think they need to be neutralized. Uh, after you've gone through a life uh, in the physical body, you need to neutralize. You need to learn from your experience mm -hmm. what occurred, why it occurred, and then move on. So that I've become quite a believer in reincarnation. I, I do believe that the, our spirit does touch the earth uh, many times in order to learn lessons. And um, so, but you've got a ghost, you've got someone or something still trying to interact with the living, maybe to solve a problem. Um, sometimes the connection is not at all fearful. It's uh, the great love. Um, I'm working on a book of New England stories right now, and I, I interviewed a woman in Massachusetts mm -hmm. uh, who had a new baby and uh, had the baby in a crib in her front hall. And uh, every time she'd pass the kitchen door, she would look in on the baby. And so passing the door one time, she looked out, and there was a man standing beside the baby's crib. And she was very frightened because she figured someone had broken in. So, But she was scared for her baby. So she went out and faced him and turned out to be her father, who had died two years before. But he, he seemed to be as real as a living person. And she said, Dad, what are you doing there? And he said, well, I just came to see the baby, and poof, he's gone. I think that that's an extremely common phenomenon. Grandmas and grandpas uh, coming to see children that weren't alive or uh, appearing. Uh, and again, ghosts, it, it's fairly rare to, uh, to uh, see ghosts. More often you hear them, feel them, or smell them. Uh, my Aunt Hannah died six years ago, and after about a year, uh, she seems to show up whenever I'm out driving on a journey, mm -hmm. and she comes as the smell of flowers, and all I have to say is, I love you too, Aunt Hannah, and uh, poof, she's gone. Amazing. And that happened, and my, my good friend Bill and I were headed up to North Bay, Ontario. I'm, I'm also researching a novel, and we... We were doing some uh, research up at the uh, uh, the military base there in North Bay. And the day we drove was in December, two years ago. It was 40 below zero up there. And uh, and yet, here comes that smell of flowers. Uh, and Bill said, gee, that can't be coming from outdoors. <laughs> so, uh, and so I said, well, that's just my Aunt Hannah. And uh, if you smell it, then I know she's a real smell and not just something my head is making up. Hey, David, you and I have to take our news break. Please stand by. David J. Pitkin sure. is our very special guest, www.afterworld.info. That's www.afterworldinfo. Afterworld.info, I should say. That's www.afterworld.info. David J. Pitkin and I will return on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. Email X-Zone at XZoneRadioTV.com on MSN Messenger, XZoneRadioTV at Hotmail.com and our website portal, www.XZoneRadioTV.com. My name's Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 
right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network. If you'd like to give us a call, toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. That's toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. David J. Pitkin is our special guest, www.afterworld.info. And, uh, David, before we went to the commercial break with the news, uh, you were telling us a story about you and a friend were driving up to North Bay, Ontario, to do some research on, on, a, on a new project that you're working on. And he smelled the same uh, floral smell that you smell that indicates to you it's, that your aunt is visiting. Now, had he been a believer in the paranormal prior to that experience? Well, he, Bill believes in everything. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't rule anything uh-huh. out. He's, he's a free spirit, but he's certainly willing to... He's had ghost experiences himself, and his his mother did uh, experienced her deceased husband several times before she passed on. So, uh, but what my concern with when I when I smelled that flower smell, I was going to say to Bill, "Hey, my aunt is here," 
But I realized that this was the first chance I had to get a second opinion. So I just said, uh, hey, Bill, do you smell anything different? And he mm-hmm. said, yeah, the car just filled up with flower smells. And then I said, okay, well, that's Aunt Hannah. And so he said, hey, gee, Aunt Hannah, thanks for coming. And uh, poof, the smell is gone. So I, I think there are an awful lot of people who are in this other world, at least temporarily, and they just want to know that you know they're mm-hmm. there. Now, so David, you, al- you, also, you also said that, uh, you know, like physics tells us that nothing can be destroyed and that you're a great believer in reincarnation. And uh, here we are, the year 2009, going into 2010, and more and more people are looking to the paranormal for answers. And I was wondering if you could give me your reasoning on why. Well, I think we've reached a point. You know, if you go back to the uh, the mid-1800s, when industry became powerful and people made fortunes and Uh, These fortunes allowed people to do almost anything they could imagine. And since that time, I think we've had to look at the fallacy uh, of that concept. It seemed to work for a long, long time that if you had the money, you could do anything. Uh, But now there's some huge, uh, there's certainly global problems. Uh, There's issues of uh, of people's health that... uh, no matter how much money you have, you, you can get a, a illness. You can die way too young. Uh, I think there is something big happening. It's probably enough for another program sometime, but it, it's something big happening on a cosmic level with mm-hmm, the great mind. And the great mind is made up of all of our individual minds. And so that's, that's going on. But I think there are people realized that there's a whole lot we don't know. We can't explain why this or that occurs. And uh, and so they're reaching out. They're looking, and uh, they want to find out what does this or that phenomenon uh, uh, mean to them? Is it something they can use? And, of course, there's some dangers associated with that, too. Now, now, speaking about dangers, uh, let let me ask you, are ghosts sometimes evil or demonic spirits? And what's the difference between a let's say, a friendly ghost and an evil ghost? All ghosts, by their very nature, because they're remaining close to or in our mm-hmm. realm, or call it the earth plane, a lot of people call it that, they have a problem. They have some attachment to this world that is not yet broken. Uh, for some people, it's just as simple as loving their children, want to stick around to to help their children. For others, it's trying to get their good name back. They may have died in disgrace. Uh, For others, uh, who knows? Maybe it's uh, like our suicide fellow there. He's trying to go back. He keeps walking that floor that's no longer there, although it's there in his time. But he's trying to redo that last movement so he doesn't jump off the, uh, the hayloft. Uh, so everybody's got a problem if they're remaining as a ghost. Uh, what they need to do is surrender, and that's extremely hard for people to do, uh, to, to simply uh, let go and say, okay, well, my life is over. I'm going to look ahead to what is next, and, and then I think there's a transition that, that can be made. Um, but there's, uh, 
my friend Betty says, you know, David, if, if somebody's an SOB when they're alive, they don't change. They don't become wiser or anything. When you die, you are still the personality, the motivations that you were when you were alive. So if you're a dead SOB, that's what you still are until you can learn some uh, humility, I guess, and, and surrender and and be willing to go with the the spirit guides or angels or whatever these characters are that are there to help you. Uh, and so there are some people who have lived uh, pretty evil lives. Uh, I also from time to time check in with the Bible. I've gone back to the book of Genesis. I've never seen that, you know, on the 15th day God created demons. Uh, they're not listed in, in the book of Genesis. So uh, demons must be something of human manufacture, uh, as well as the devil, and that's something for another program, too. But uh, people um, who were manipulators, people who were thugs, people who were bullies, mm -hmm. uh, that's essentially what they are in the spirit world. And this prevents them from moving on into... Uh, Oh, oh, whatever that next step is. And uh, a lot of them can keep trying to seize control of the living. You know, for example, we have the idea of uh, possession. Yes. Uh, I had a, a spiritualist minister, a very, very gifted woman, tell me. We were having a, our a paranormal organization was meeting in a restaurant, mm -hmm. and she had to come into the restaurant through the bar and she said, don't ever ask me to speak here again. Do you know how many ghosts of alcoholics there are in that bar? So they're everywhere, on the wall, the ceiling, the floor. They're standing behind the people on the bar stools, and they're trying to encourage these people with telepathy to drink more, drink more, because at a certain point, these individuals lose their, their normal protect, protection, and these alcoholic spirits can just simply push into those uh, living bodies, and now they can get their kicks from a drink. And they just keep telling the drinker, you know, have another, have another. And as the person gets inebriated, uh, the spirit of the alcoholic, I mean, after all, that, that was heaven to them. Whether it's a, a shot of heroin or a, a drink of whiskey or whatever, that was their heaven when they were alive. That's all they expect out of eternity, and they keep trying to uh, to regain what they seem to have lost. I don't know if that makes sense. It, it does. It does. And that is, is that why ghosts uh, of I, I'm sorry that that bars and uh, drinking establishments are are always so haunted because they want to relive the the high that they've received uh, through alcohol and or a drug through the through the life of the living? Sure. So, I mean, possession is a real thing. Uh, don't, don't just think that's something that they put in a, a scary Hollywood movie. There's mm -hmm. a lot of people in your audience now that might, might have some minor possession. And there are, again, something for another program. Uh, there is a need to de-haunt yourself. You see, it's more... I think it's more that people are haunted more than buildings or, or structures, something like that. Uh, it, it is the, the haunting, it is the misapplied use of energy 
while we were alive that haunts us as we uh, as we are in, into this new world where we no longer have a body. Well, my goodness, if if you had uh, an income of a couple million a year, probably as a radio host you do, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and all, <laughs> you know, you stepped out in front of a taxi when you leave the studio, and, and bango, your life is over mm-hmm. right there. You'd have to say, gee, can, you know, can I make a deal? Because right. this is a world full of deal makers. You know, can I somehow get myself back in so I go do tomorrow's show or you know, make another million next year. You understand what I'm saying? It's uh, it's interesting in the Buddhist religion, they speak an awful lot about desire. It is desire that uh, uh, keeps us coming back. And in fact, the Buddhists have a term, the hungry ghost, which doesn't necessarily mean they're looking for a square meal, but it says they hunger for something. And that's what keeps them attached uh, to this earth. And uh, on the other hand, I don't treat them all as something evil. I call on my readers to uh, show compassion. If you have someone and you can reasonably figure out why they're still around, then you talk to them. Anybody there that's listening this evening can talk to a ghost. Tell them, hey, number one, you're dead. Some of them don't realize it. Some of them don't want to admit it. You've died, but there are people there to help you. Turn around and see the beautiful white light and just walk into that. And uh, and there'll be people there to help you. Everybody you love, everything you're looking for is there. Uh, I think the golden rule doesn't stop at the grave. Uh, we, we should treat ghosts, if we're going to interact with them, treat them as we would want to be treated. And that doesn't mean keep them around uh, so you can score points mm-hmm. with the neighbor and say, oh, dear, I couldn't sleep last night. The ghost kept me awake. You know, it's kind of a ego stroke. So, so tell me, do we have anything to fear from ghosts? No, I think as long as you are um, connected spiritually, mm-hmm. if you're living your life only for yourself, then selfishness, egotism, is going to draw to you uh, spirits, uh, and you may or may not be aware of them being in your house or in your life, but it's going to draw selfishness to you. It's going to draw selfish living people to you, too. But uh, I think if you're making the effort, it's a rare, rare person who has these uh, possession or uh, haunting experiences. Uh, and uh, this is not to say there aren't people out there that that don't have hellish experiences. They do, and they really need to get professional help. But I would say 85% of the ghosts that you're going to encounter are troubled individuals, and they just need whatever help we can give them if it's only to tell them that they've died and and need to move on. Then, if you've got something there that's doing real, real scary stuff, or especially if you've got a ghost that's making physical contact with you, that's a big no-no. All ghost touch is bad touch. And you need to get a professional, whether it's a clergy person or uh, a Native uh, American, uh, uh, someone who is skilled in casting out these individuals, getting them out of your house, getting them out of your life. Uh, But people should look. Uh, There used to be a wonderful singing group that used to sing uh, (laughs) a song called You Can't Live Crooked and Be Straight. And uh, what you are... 
attracts energies and people and situations to you. So uh, if you've got a ghost in your life, well, look at the quality of your life. You know, if you're, if you're a selfish, a manipulator, mm-hmm. a bully, um, you could experience some trouble. David J. Pitkin is our special guest, Exxon Nation. www.afterworld.info is his website. www.afterworld.info is his website. So why do you think when we watch television these days, you've got all these little ghost shows that, that are hitting the cable networks and everything is done at night. Everything is done with night shot. Everything is done with a psychic. Everything is done done with a seance. Like what are these people trying to prove? Well, anything that's in a theater or anything that's on TV is there because it is number one entertainment. Mm-hmm. And if you base your life on what entertainment characters or uh, whether that has to do with sports figures or movie stars or whatever, if you base your life on that, then you deserve what you get. Uh, You really need to think out the hard questions for yourself. Um, I have never been on a ghost hunt. As I say, I've I've interviewed an awful lot of people through Mm -hmm. the years. I've never been on a ghost hunt like these, and, and that's why I don't watch these programs more than three or four minutes. I think you point out one very good thing. They always go out at night. Why? Well, because it involves the unknown. You can't see it. Mm -hmm. After all, they've sprung for some big money to buy these night vision scopes, and so they want to put those on the camera and use them. David, stand by, good uh, friend. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. It's always great having you on the show, David. We'll have to have you back on more often because you have so much information to share with us here in the Exxon. David J. Pitkin and I will be back on the other side of this commercial. For more information about David, www.afterworld.info. That's www.afterworld.info. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, and we're coming to you live and around the world on the Exxon Broadcast Network. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation, whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials. How we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com.
true healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. And welcome back, everyone. David J. Pitkin has been our guest this hour. His website, www.afterworld.info. That's www.afterworld.info. You know, David, as you and I were talking off air, Christmas time is a time that is just filled with ghosts. We have the ghost from a Christmas carol. And, you know, the Christmas carol is still making comebacks and remakes. Jim Carrey is now doing another one. It's out in theaters now, I, I believe. Yeah. What is the fascination with the Christmas Carol? And you know what? I have talked to so many people who do not believe in ghosts, and yet they love the Christmas Carol. Yeah, well, essentially that's a story of redemption. You know, and I think all of us would like to think that no matter how we've screwed up in life, that there is some kind of redemption either here mm-hmm. or on the other side. Um, and you have the, the, the classical uh, curmudgeon there, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. But Christmas is, for many, many people, whether, whether they approach it from a, a religious, a spiritual side, or just from family getting together, giving and, and receiving, um, there is so much emotion that goes with holidays. And people just, I think, automatically tend to remember when dad was alive or when the younger brother was alive or uh, when mom was still here or uncle Freddie's last Christmas with the family. And there's a whole lot of nostalgia mm-hmm. that was with that and an emotion and, and hurts, I think, uh, but also great joys that go with holidays like Christmas, uh, uh, the underpinnings of uh, Canadians and Americans and much of uh, Europe was uh, was Christian, so of course that was a, a, a Christmas uh, feast. Uh, but it also has to do with closeness, and um, and and I, so I think Dickens' story brings Ebenezer Scrooge back to a, a unity with humankind uh, instead of being an isolated, miserable old fella. Um, you know, at least you can take the trip with him vicariously, uh, even if you're not fully convinced of the, the, the spiritual uh, flavor of the season. Uh, but it certainly is a time of thinking back and remembering. And, um, and so in that respect, our memories are like ghosts, aren't they? They certainly are. David, you and I have to say so long for now, but I'd love to have you back before Christmas so that we can share more of the seasonal ghost stories with our listeners here on the Exxon. Would you like to do that? Absolutely. All right, you David. You know, I've always enjoyed talking with you. It's a great pleasure having you with us, David. And uh, from our home to yours, a very Merry Christmas and a healthy, happy, love-filled, and spiritual New Year. Thank you, Bob. All right, David. Enjoy your 
À vous aussi, mon ami. David J. Pitkin has been our special guest this hour. His website, www.afterworld.info. That's www.afterworld.info. When I come back from the news at the top of the hour at six and a half minutes past, Mark Macy joins me. We're going to be talking about ITC, interpersonal or intertranspersonal communication. My name is Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on The Exxon Broadcast Network. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break at six and a half minutes past with Mark Macy. Don't go away.